Hi, I'm Melanie, and this is Dream Chasers, the podcast where I talk to inspirational Australians about their journeys across the globe to follow their dreams. They're doing big, big things in the big, big smoke. So sit back and join me as I share their trials, their tribulations, and their highest moments. It's an awesome ride. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dream Chasers. And today I have a very inspirational, creative soul. Jack Austin grew up in Melbourne's sleepy suburbia, and he went to study fashion and business in Los Angeles straight out of high school. He stayed on in LA, blogging and influencing fashion trends and working for famous reality TV star Kelly Catroni of The Hills and Dr. Phil fame. He's described by his peers as never giving up. And he's on my show. Thanks for joining me, Jack. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a great info. You should definitely do my voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So that's a pretty amazing journey, I must say. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to look back because I am 28 years old and I've conquered Fashion Week. I've done PR. I've done a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, I'm definitely proud of myself. And I'm really excited to hear about this. We'll start right back at the start, right back to your childhood. As I said, you grew up in Melbourne's suburbia. You grew up in Elstonwick. For people that have never been to the suburbia of Melbourne, can you describe what we would see and feel if if we were there? I would say it was very, very quiet. I think that's the reason why my, my parents moved to the area. I love that area. I always would think if I moved back to Australia, I'd probably move to Elstonwick. So you grew up in this peaceful sort of suburban bliss. What sort of family did you come from, Jack? Was it a creative family? So my mother was a chef and really saw that creativity with food. My dad was an accountant. He just retired last year and that's been his life. But it's funny, I've definitely gotten like the business savvy side from my father and then my creativity from my mother. So I'm definitely my, my parents' child. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And so just talking about childhood, what were your first memories that you look back and go, oh, yeah, I was into fashion, you know, right back as a kid? So on my mother's side, I'm like the first boy in many, many generations. I have an older sister. All my cousins are all women. I was surrounded by women. <laughs> so it was just me and my dad. So I would dress up my cousins if they would be babysitting me. Apparently, I would also like dress up in, in my mom's clothes as a three-year-old. Yeah, it was just something that I just always really enjoyed, like putting together an outfit. And were you seeing a lot of fashion back then on TV or was it sort of the internet that was your influences then? Or I would say more fashion magazines. Magazines and then window displays. Burke Street Mall, Myers and David Jones like how to merchandise an outfit to get people to buy it was definitely really intriguing because I love clothes so much. Okay, so it was instilled in you. So skipping a bit forward to school, so you went to St Michael's, which is a religious school. If you look that up on the internet, you, you see teachers in suits and boys in blazers with stiff collars and ties. Can you tell us a bit about that time for you? 
year it was pretty conservative. For me, what was really great was there were a lot of design classes. That sounds like it was really good for you. What sort of clothes were you designing? I was designing women's clothes. What I love about women's design was you can be so creative. You can add a bow, you can add a leather strap. With women's design, you don't have to worry about if something is too feminine or you don't have to worry about if something is too fashion forward for, for the regular male shopper. And that's kind of why I duck with women's. And what were some of your standout fashion shows in the high school time? My stepmother gave me a sewing machine and I started sewing, literally sewing like two pieces of fabric together and calling it a dress. It was kind of horrendous, but I was like, this is so much fun. And that's kind of where I learned how to really use a sewing machine with the pattern and with the fabric and like made like, I think it was like 20 dresses in like two weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to put on a fashion show. People came to it and it was really fun. I was like the first one at some ankles to, to ever do that. It really impressed a lot of people because I know that this wasn't a phase and, you know, this guy clearly has the chops for it. (laughs) I think that's when I started taking fashion really seriously. And how would you describe your style? Sophisticated yet fun. With my designs, I kind of want to feel like you you could play dress up in the grown up world. You you can always make it fun with a crazy print on like the lining of a jacket, like and that's kind of definitely what I did with the fashion show. And I think I, that's kind of translated into when I design for clients right now. Like, life is too short. <laughs> Put on, like, a funky-looking dress and enjoy life. I love that. And they had some creative, successful alumni, actually, including Patrick Hughes, who was a director of the Expendables oh. 3. Did that kind of alumni push you to do more and dream bigger? Even in high school, I had very big dreams of coming to America. But I did have a lot of people in my life, classmates, that were saying, no, this is stupid. So I'm the type of person that I like to prove them wrong. (laughs) So I guess that drove me to be like, no, I can do this. You think I can't go to a different country and get into a great fashion school? No, like, just you wait. Like, I'm going to do this. (laughs) So just reflecting on that decision to go to Los Angeles to go to fashion schools, Why LA, Jack? I mean, why not, you know, London or New York or other centres of fashion? Melbourne has got horrible weather. So I was like, I need a break. I'm sick of cold. I'm sick of rain. So I looked at a couple of schools in LA and I found Fitham, which uh, Lauren Conrad went to. And then I also found another school in New York called Parsons, which was another great school. Here's the thing with with fashion design, there are some people that like to make the dresses, stay in a room, and sew all day. Now, a lot of the courses that Parsons were doing was a lot of seamstressing. So me being the confident person as I am, it's like, I don't want to be in a room all day sewing clothes. Like, I kind of wanted to really learn how to market it. And I also want to sit in meetings about fits and trends and silhouettes and then present it and say, no, no, like, you know, this bell-bottom jean is going to really sell because X, Y, Z. So I felt like, the courses in LA at FITM were kind of what I wanted to get out of going to a fashion college. Yeah, okay. So you wanted to mix that business sort of element yeah, with fashion as course. well. Yeah. yeah. And that was the right course for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. As well as some good weather, as you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so what were some of the things that you had to weigh up before making that huge leap, you know, all the way from Melbourne to fashion and design school in LA? It was so hard on my family because 
my dad, he's very black and white. And when you have a son that says, I want to be a fashion designer and I want to go another country and another country where there are a lot of guns. He's like, oh God, like, stay in a place where you're like 15 minutes away. But as he saw my determination around it, he realized that this is something I really wanted to do. It wasn't just a face. It wasn't like I wanted to get blue hair. And what was a standout moment saying goodbye after you've made that decision and you're like, yep, I'm going? I think it kind of hit me at the airport when I had my visa in my hands and my passport ticket. And I was like saying goodbye to my dad. Like, oh my God, this is actually happening after four years of talking about it and applying and researching, really being like, yes, I've done it. It would have been a pretty emotional moment for your dad, too, wouldn't it? It was. My dad likes to put up a front, but I could tell that he was emotional. His son was ready to make this next step. Touching down in America, you know, your arrival. Can you just describe what did you see and what did you feel in this moment of your American dream? Coming in July, that was leaving Melbourne weather, which was five degrees, raining, wet, depressing. The thing that kind of struck me was like, oh, my God, it's 35 degree weather every single day with not a cloud in sight. And then the unlimited refills that you can get at like a restaurant. So if you order like food and you order like a Coca-Cola, you can have as many Coca-Colas as you want. So that also was kind of, oh my God, I can have like 10 fizzy drinks and no one would judge me. This is the best day ever. What were the feelings and emotions in this huge city, you know, when you were seeing things like the Hollywood sign and it really hit you that this is where I am, this is what I am? Gratitude. You know, this was a very, very long dream of mine. So I think it was just like, yes, I approved all those people wrong and look where I am. Like I can hike and see the Hollywood sign. You know, a lot of happy tears. Yeah. yeah. And achieve your dreams you certainly did because like I said in my intro, yeah. you were a fashion influencer for a, an important magazine. You worked for a, a famous company with a celebrity basically, Kelly Catroni. Yeah. Can you give us a picture of that time? It was funny. Like I watched The Hills in Australia. I was back in like 2009. It's like, you know what? I'm going to work for that company. I'm going to be her assistant and it's going to be great. People's Revolution is the number one fashion and PR branding company in America. They produce Mm. fashion shows at Fashion Week. They really know their stuff. They have uh, done PR for Valentino, Assassin Hyde, that that Australian brand. So, So even if... People's Revolution wasn't on the hills. They are a great company to work for and put, put that on your resume. So as I was in early days at LA, I printed off my resume and I literally went to the People's Revolution offices and I was like, hi, my name's Jack. Um, I'm currently going to fashion school. I've read a lot about your company. I'm happy to get you coffee. I'm happy to see me clothes. I think I'd be a great intern for you. Are you hiring? And... Mike, who was in charge of the office in LA, was like, we're not really hiring, but okay, give me your resume and I'll touch face with you in a couple of days. A week goes by, he, he calls me up. He's like, hey, do you want to come in for an interview? So basically I had the interview, that went great because I'm charismatic. <laughs> and he's like, okay, great. I'll, I'll give you a call in a couple of days. A couple of days goes by, don't hear anything. I call him up and I, and I was like, hey, 
hey, Mike, it's Jack. I just wanted to touch base with you. It's like, hey, you know, I'm still interviewing a couple candidates right now. I'll touch base with you a couple of days. So a couple of days go by. I don't hear anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting this internship. I've called way too many times. I have crazy ex stalked him. This is going to be my internship. So after 10, I would say 12 times of calling him over a span of like two weeks, I got the internship. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. So I basically, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I, I harassed him, but I was very eager about it because, you know, I was like, I don't care if I'm having to get coffee all day long. I want to learn. And I guess my eagerness and my and my forwardness kind of saw something in him. And, you know, that's why he hired me as an intern. And I, I worked there for, I think, like nine months. I babysat celebrities. <laughs> I had to make sure I get them ready for interviews. So People's Revolution's client was Nylon Magazine. So, like, whenever they would release a cover star, young celebrities would come and support it. And there would be a big red carpet. And you'd have to, like, check in people. And, like, Nylon would interview a whole bunch of people and that's where I would try and get those talent to get ready to get interviewed for which means I make sure that, that they don't drink I get them comfortable I run through dialogue and since uh, my Mike knew that I was very personable he made me be in charge of looking after the, the talent that, that would come in to party it was great I, I, I got celebrities who were really horrible and I was like wow and other people that were just so down to earth and after a couple of parties like Jack how are you like what's going on like yes like this job is kind of fun <laughs> what was the celebrity that stands out to you okay so this was 2013 so this was when I was looking after Lucy Hale Shane Mitchell Ashley Benson like all those girls and then like a lot of the Glee people and a lot of the Teen Wolf people. It was kind of funny because I was like, oh my God, I watch you on TV and now I'm making sure that you don't drink and make an ass of yourself. What is my life right now? <laughs> and who was the nicest one? Uh, I would say Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale is such a doll and she was so sweet. And another actress called Holland Roden from Team Wolf. Those two people, like, I would like meet them at parties and they're like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to introduce myself because like after a couple times of like, getting them ready they would like recognize me and they're like oh my god jack like i'm ready i'm set like, let's do this and like how, they would like they would ask me about my life and i'm like oh my god i was like oh my god like these people are, are really nice those talent was also comfortable around me because i wasn't kissing up to them i was just treating them as regular people and i think that's why we kind of i wouldn't say bonded but i think that's there was a mutual friendship involved because <laughs> Lovely, great. And so you also became a blogger and a fashion influencer for Regard magazine. Yeah, so, okay, so what was really funny, so I worked for People's Revolution for nine months. And so in, in those nine months, I would be meeting a lot of stylists. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. You get to play dress up all day. And so when my internship was coming to an end, so I wanted to do more stuff. So I, w I wanted to see what the stylist aspect was. So I got an internship with uh, celebrity stylist Joey Tierney. And then I was also able to become a fashion blogger because I was learning so many little tidbits of working in, in a PR showroom. Like I, I was able to see trends before the public would. Which let me tell you, it was very, very cool because you're basically looking into a crystal ball. You're like, ooh, so yeah. this, like, like these types of colors are going to be in. And, you know, this type of fit is going to be in. So, like, I was able to create a little blog post to see, like, what stuff was trending, what stuff was coming in, what stuff was going out, and, like, how to apply these trends to your everyday wardrobe. 
which was great. So I was doing that for three months. I was still working for Joy Tyranny, which was a lot. I will say that was probably my hardest internship to date because it was a lot of groundwork. And I thought People's Revolution had a lot of groundwork, but this was a lot of driving. This was a lot of picking up samples. This was this was a lot of getting ready things to shoot with, which sounds like a lot of organizing. A lot of organizing. Um, like I thought, people like I thought in a PR room it was a lot, a lot of organizing, but this was like like getting like 10, 10 racks for a photo shoot and getting like pieces from like all over LA and then like documenting them. I I, I kind of felt like okay, I want to be a stylist now because I like dress up. And I think I, I think I was a little bit too ambitious because I felt like being a stylist, especially in LA, it's not about how good, great you style. It's about the connections you make and how many asses to kiss. And I think I was a little bit over my head. And so I went back into school to get my bachelor of science because uh, my father, no matter what passion I really wanted, he really wanted me to get a four-year degree, no matter if it was in fashion or a doctorate or any of that stuff. In, in that time of me going back to school, the People's Revolution LA office had closed. I believe it wasn't making enough money, and she just wanted the New York office to be the main office. And mind you, so I've, I've worked at People's Revolution for nine months, have not met Kelly yet. So, okay, so I went back to school, and then I got a phone call from People's Revolution in New York saying, hey, we don't have an office can you please work with us because we're, we're desperate and we remember that you were really great at parties. Um, yeah. So I, I came back to people's revolution. I was their LA intern and that's when I kind of finally met Kelly from all the parties. Cause of course now, like I was the only one that was checking people in and making the lists and, you know, making sure everyone was happy. And I guess that's when she kind of took notice of me. That's when they were like, Hey, what are you doing in February? And I was like, okay, do you want to come to New York and work with us during fashion week? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I drunk? Like, I'm definitely going to go to New York Fashion Week. Like, of course. It's yeah. just like the main thing. So that's what I did. I went to New York and it was a lot of work, but it was also so much fun. This is something that you see in Sex in the City and you see, you know, you're like, oh my God, like th- these are celebrities that are sitting front row, like have to make the scene shot and, you know, learning all that stuff. I was, I was able to do my job well and impress the bosses above me. And that was when Kelly took notice of me because I was working 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Mind you, this is, I'm still, I'm still not getting paid. This was basically my time, my effort. But at the same time, I'm impressing people that people would pay for them to impress them. So I, and this is the benefits of interning and making those connections because you're able to call on them or you're able to ask, ask for letters of recommendation for when you do get a good paying job. Um, and I would say working for Kelly has really opened up a lot of doors for me in the long run because like, oh, you've worked for Kelly, you, you've assisted her, you, you can come work for us. So that's why I would say intern is so beneficial. You know, it was great. Um, I loved it. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And so... What was your own personal I've made at moment? So I weirdly obsessed with Ash Tisdale from High School Musical. And there were a lot of people that were like, you're never going to meet her. You're never going to see her. Like, this is like, just give up. And so I knew people who worked at a magazine called TV Guide Magazine. And so I had a friend who was a photographer. I was like, hey, can you come work with us? It's going to be a two-day event. 
um, we just need help with styling. We just like, we're going to be shooting them. We just want to make sure their outfits are fine, tucked in, you know, at least as are tied up correctly. Are you available? I was like, yes, this is going to be great. So I go there on the day of, I, I get the call sheet. I'm like, oh yeah, Asher Tisdale is going to be here. And I was like, oh my God, this is my moment. <laughs> and I was actually able to style her and talk to her. And I was like, oh my God, all the people that thought that I was never going to meet her, I was never going to work with her. And here I am styling her for an outfit (laughs) and so that was kind of like oh my god I've made it I think work in fashion week such a boss lady Kelly Catrone because you know I had people in college that wanted to work for her and yet here I am assisting her in fashion week this doesn't happen to everyone it certainly doesn't and it doesn't happen every day (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh so inspiring yeah and so what are your dreams or have you achieved everything that you want to achieve i think at the end of the day i would love my own fashion line and i'm doing some things in the works right now to achieve that you know i've worked with a lot of people and i've, I've helped them achieve their dreams and i think i kind of want to do that myself um am i ready for it i don't know but that doesn't stop me. I mean, I've had a lot of no's in my life, but if I can figure out a way, then I'm going to do it. You know, athleisure wear is, is, is the big ticket in town these days. There are a lot of yoga wear and a lot of gym wear, but I think I haven't seen a proper athleisure wear, and I think that's kind of where I would design. And then Kelly doing the PR behind it, being a client of hers, that would also be kind of great. Um <laughs> So, so that sounds exciting. When you're, when you're sort, of, sort of looking back in 50 years' time, what do you want people to have said about you and your achievements? Editorial work or makeup or whatever, you know, I want people to, to remember that despite all odds, you know, I still stuck with it. And let's just summarise all the tips today that you've given everyone that wants to achieve their dream, be it fashion or whatever. What are your parting words? Just be happy. At the end of the day, you are going to have to be happy with yourself. If you want to be a fashion designer, if you want to be a hairstylist, if you want to put toppings on cakes even, life is too short. You need to really figure out what you want to do, but also trust your intuition. In most situations, you have that one million chance, but what if you're that one? What? Extremely poignantly. Thank you very much for joining me today. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I love talking about myself. (laughs) (laughs) It was great for me too. Thank you. Yes. And that was my dream chaser for today, Jack Austin, who went from high school in Melbourne suburbia making dresses to Los Angeles studying fashion and design and working for the number one fashion promotion company in America for the Hills star, Kelly Cotroni. You can check out Jack's ID on the internet. He's got a blog with his resume and all that he's done on it. It was an honor to talk to him today. And if you'd like to hear more of inspirational people from this podcast, Dream Chasers, please click on the link on the left. You can hear musicians, ambulance officers, business owners, all people that have moved from Australia overseas to chase their dreams. I hope you have a great day and you're chasing your dream. See you later.